0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your
1: confidence journey today with Byte. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Pure Hoops podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. Pure Hoops Podcast recording Thursday, April 29th, twenty twenty one. I'm very formal with my intro
0: today. Eric Newman, BJ Armstrong, how are you, my friend? Doing great. You look fantastic. You look you look like you you look like you're, you look like you're just coming back from vacation. I know you haven't you haven't been vacationing, but you look like you just came back from vacation. I, you, I'm, you look look relaxed. You I'm got the starting. i on but you I'm reminded starting. me that you always have a hoodie on but you have a hoodie on. I have a hoodie on. Uh, I have a yeah, hoodie. It on. Uh, you look, you look, you look it's fabulous. My, you, you
1: it's my Memphis fabulous. Memphis the pyramid hoodie which you know you get attached to hoodies right but th- this is a top 5 all-time comfortable hoodie right
0: now. Oh, well, you you know. It's, this is that's, that's this is this about. is up
1: there. This is up there. Um yeah, I'm 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 finding um I'm not there yet, but um, finding some balance out here now between the uh, the workload, the constant stress and pressure of feeling like I'm behind starting every day because New York is obviously three hours ahead. I found an outdoor basketball court on the roof of a parking garage down the block, oh. so the old man comeback has officially begun. Oh, and, um, I've actually been putting together, um, back to back to back good nights of sleep. So you're seeing, oh, uh, so all nice. of those things combined, my friend, all of those things combined, Look really leaving Let's the New Yorker behind. You, you,
0: you're like the a player. little rhythm. I found a little, I, I, I found my a rhythm, rhythm. To, tonight. You know, you found your rhythm uh, right
1: now. I got 16 tonight. I had 19 the night before. I played well on both ends. As my dad used to say, you played, a, you, played a, you played a really good floor game tonight, son. You played a really good floor game tonight. So, yeah, man. Playing a good floor game. Playing okay. a good floor game. All
0: right. Okay. Yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Sounds good.
1: But crazy enough, and it's been such a, obviously a wild year plus um, life-wise and then weaving basketball into it. Um, we're, we're less than a month from the playoffs right now. Um, which feels like it's, um, presented itself very quickly, but obviously it's behind in the calendar from what we're used to. Uh, whereas right now we would be in week two of the playoffs, um, normally. So let's get right to it. Um, Wednesday night. After coming off of uh, the East Coast uh, swing where the Suns lost a tough game to the Celtics, they then uh, lost a tough game to the Nets, if I'm correct, and then they beat the Knicks. uh, The fourth place Knicks. Knicks. The fourth seeded New York Knicks. We'll get to that soon. It's setting up just the way I want it in my strange mind. But the Phoenix Suns uh, clinched the playoffs for the first time in 11 years on Wednesday night uh, against the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Not that we have to delve closely into this game and matchup, but more so. um, The Suns have a chance to be the one seed in the Western Conference. Um, First off from you, um, how excited are you by what they've been able to achieve and uh, how do you see this runway to the playoffs looking for uh, the Phoenix Suns?
0: Well, you have to be ecstatic for the Phoenix Suns franchise. This is a franchise. It was a very proud franchise. And over the last decade or so, they've they've stumbled a little, to say the least. And suddenly now, that you see I like this...
1: How, I like how kind you are. They've stumbled a little, to say the yeah, least.
0: Yeah, they've stumbled. And... But when you fall down, you get back up. And here we are in 2021. And not only have they gotten back up, they are off and running, my friend. And this team right now is, you know, we currently in the standings. We look in the standings. They have the second best record in the entire NBA.
1: The entire NBA.
0: Okay. And they are only a game out of, you know, first place. Right behind the Utah Jazz, breathing down their necks heavily, you know, as we speak, with some and hot
1: Phoenix breath.
0: Yes, they are. It's hot. I mean, <laughs> when I tell you it's hot, it's hot. It, it it it's in it's in the Valley of the Sun. Hot. It's, it is. It, it's, it
1: is thunder Dan hot that breath. It is. It is. It is hotter than Tom Chambers after a long happy hour.
0: Yeah, I mean, how's it, that? So you got to get. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I know Tom. Tom is. <laughs> Tommy. But do you know Tom
1: Chambers and his breath after a long uh, happy hour? I, I do not question. know that,
0: but I do know Tom. And I'm speculating. But
1: I'm speculating. I, I give
0: I give Phoenix credit, you know. But this for me, this all started in the bubble. I mean, they went eight and zero in the bubble. Eight and zero. Monty Williams has quietly put together potentially, possibly, the coach of the year. He's provided excellent leadership. There are young players, Devin Booker. And DeAndre Ayton have really stepped up to the forefront, along with their role players, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder. And then, of course, CP3. What, what haven't we said about him? I mean, he's come in, and he's been the missing piece that has propelled this organization from a team that was on the outside looking in to now one of the elite teams in the Western Conference. And that's very difficult to do, but they've taken that jump. And not only are they taking that jump, you have to seriously consider this team, you know, as a team that could potentially come out of the Western Conference. So they're playing excellent basketball. They have all the ingredients. They have leadership. They have scoring. They have bigs. They have role players. And I'm excited for this franchise because, you know, they've always had great basketball out there. And, you know, now they're back. So the Valley of the Sun and the Suns Nation, you guys should be – Very, very excited about the future of your franchise, but more in particular, they should be excited about this team because this is a really good team. And every time you watch them, like last night, you see them gaining more and more confidence. Eric, I want to say this in closing. They have the best road record in the entire NBA. Yep. So this team, clearly, they have the mental edge, the mental toughness, and they haven't done it yet in the playoffs, which is a different game. But during the regular season, clearly, they have the ability to focus in on the road and win on the road, which is a good sign for this team as they head into the playoffs.
1: For sure. And, and with the playoffs ahead, and, and uh, Johnny L., when you have a minute, just send to our notes what the Suns win lost turnaround was the first year of steve nash i want to compare that to uh to the cp3 effect here um but yeah i mean the sons of the 90s obviously you faced them in the 93 finals and that was a terrific basketball team and we've talked many times about you know who you thought the toughest opponent uh, the bulls had in the finals was in that era and that son's team, not just for that year, but in the years leading up before they made the Barkley trade, and then obviously in the window with with Charles, they were a, a very good championship team, a, a title contender. Um, Phoenix won 29 games the year before Steve Nash, and then jumped to 62. So CP3 to me is having a very similar effect on that organization and team as as did Nash. But you know, then came the teams of the uh, mid-2000s with Nash. And that was a heck of a run. And, uh, you know, you hear Nash talk about it. You hear Amari talk about it. That team was good enough to win an NBA championship um, on two different occasions. And, you know, between some bad luck with health, the bad luck around the suspensions in that Spurs series, um, and, you know, uh, Mr. Kobe Bryant also uh, in the way uh, in 2010, Uh, they never got there. And now we are seeing, uh, you know, yes, pun intended, uh, a new sun rise in the desert. And uh, it's really exciting. So with the playoffs ahead, and you mentioned um, Crowder, you mentioned CP3. Monty Williams obviously has seen a bunch of everything through his basketball journey in the NBA and obviously as a star uh, collegiate player. Um, What is... A concern come playoff time? Is it uh, the lack of experience? Does that uh, put them in a potential. Um, you know, is, is lack of experience something to be concerned of? Is there a matchup out there that's just one that the Suns know they want to stay away from? H- how are you looking at this team through a, a playoff lens and um, what can propel them to a deep run versus what could prohibit them from a deep run?
0: Well, the thing that stands out for me with this Phoenix Suns team is the following. They have a team and two out of their top three players have never, never been to the playoffs. Talking about Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Yep. yep. Mikael Bridges, who is also a starter, has never been to the playoffs. Now, is this of concern? Absolutely, because the playoffs, that's a different game. It's without question, okay? that's 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 a totally, totally different game, all right? And when you start asking and talking about playoffs, you just never know how people are going to respond. Now, they also have players with a ton of playoff sprints. You're talking about Chris Paul, obviously Jay Crowder. And those guys are battle tested. But overall, this is a very inexperienced team. This is a team that's going to have to understand how to defend home court, how to play when you're down in the series, must win games, and you just never know how people are going to respond. So I think they are on their journey. Their journey starts now and they have to figure out how to respond under this now you're asking them to potentially win a championship this year that's very difficult you know this is their first go around for many of them but give them credit they have you know they've risen to the level that they need to rise to, especially during the regular season,
1: the sun and, uh, has risen, BJ. The sun the has sun risen.
0: Has ra- yeah, you, you, you and the you and the sun, <laughs> like a- like
1: Tom Chambers <laughs> propelling himself off of Mark Jackson's chest with that two hand dunk. What was the old yeah. arena called? What was that old arena called in Phoenix where literally the I ceiling it. looked I, It looked like the ceiling of a of I a meeting recall. room.
0: I can't recall. Johnny but, L.
1: What was the, Johnny L. Look up the name of the old Suns Arena. Uh, that they played in until around 1990,
0: 91. Yeah, they, they. You know what I'm
1: talking about. You played there your first two years. That thing yeah, was I so know. old school, and it was a flat ceiling. I love Veterans Memorial, yeah, Veterans I, Memorial. I, I love, Johnny I, I L's I quick today. First step, Johnny L.
0: I, I quick. Love that place. So give them credit, but we yeah. will see. I, you know, I want to see Devin Booker in the playoffs. I want to see DeAndre Aiden in the playoffs. Yeah, and let's knock on wood. I want to see a healthy Chris Paul. Absolutely. Chris Paul has had some injury issues in the playoffs, especially late Man. in the conference finals. As he ever. But I think overall, I like what I see. I like their team. And, you know, I think they're as prepared as anyone heading into this, uh, this last stage of the season.
1: You're really doing a great job today. Really it's just summing up your statements. Really putting a – a clean, a clean end on nice your little, sentences. Nice
0: little, yeah. nice yeah. little
1: bow on that. Nice <laughs> little bow on that. Put a bow on that for me. Uh, let's uh, let's get on the plane and go east. The Washington Wizards have come back from being on pace for a historically pathetic season. They are eleven and two right now in the the last thirteen games. They are in the play in. They are now ahead of the Bulls by two games, uh, which if you ask me is better for the Bulls um, for their future. Um, And their defense has actually been higher ranked than their offense in this stretch, uh, eighth ranked versus 10th ranked. Um, What's gone on here with Westbrook now within, I think, six triple doubles of Oscar, which is crazy. He's averaging 21, 13, and 12. Beal is averaging a touch under 33 a game in his last 13. Um, But they're getting uh, uh, Robin Lopez, Alex Len, and and Gafford to have this this big man rotation that all of a sudden is working for this team. So if I'm a high seed in the East, the last thing I want to see in the first round of the playoffs is – Bradley Beal and an angry Russell Westbrook and the chemistry uh, thriving in Washington Um, who can the Wizards become playoff time and how dangerous can they be in the East
0: you know I want to pump the brakes here Okay. and I want to make sure that we say this here what we're seeing Russell Westbrook do I think we're taking this for granted You know, you just said something. You just casually said it. He's within six games,
1: six triple doubles. He's within six triple doubles of Oscar. Oscar
0: Robertson. And you just kind of said it casually, like, yeah.
1: I did. I did. I was casual.
0: I was casual. Okay. Russell Westbrook, but but I'm
1: not taking him for granted. Russell Westbrook,
0: what he's doing, when we look back on this, we're going to say, wow, because this is not easy, and. How many guards have we seen do something like this? Mm, I mean,
1: Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson are the only other triple-double guards that
0: okay come but flying back at to mind. This elite level, nobody, you've seen Os- nobody, nobody. Oscar nobody and Russell Westbrook. And I don't want to lose sight of how incredible mm-hmm. what he's doing, and not only he's putting up massive, massive numbers because if anyone else would have, ha- would have done this or would be doing this, without question, they would be in the MVP category right now because we throw everybody. You know, I've heard your name, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric, and the MVP. You know, I've heard your name in the MVP category. Well,
1: with my commitment to the game, I think it deserves yes. to be there. Thank you.
0: Russell Westbrook, his entire career has been playing the game at an elite level. And what he's doing now, I think they're 91 in their last 10 games. For him to be playing like this and winning has been nothing short of incredible. And we want to take time to applause what he's doing. Because it's been an amazing, amazing stretch. You know, and looking back on the, at, the, at the beginning of the season now, it's obvious to me that Russell wasn't fully healthy But watching him and Bradley Beal catch their rhythm, kind of like what Eric has done, you know. They're catching their rhythm. It's been terrific. And for them to battle back, be in the playoff game right now, it's a very dangerous team. I mean, you're talking about two of the elite guards at their respective positions in Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. And, you know, I think they beat the Lakers last night. So, yeah. I just want to make sure that we, you know, that we give Russell Westbrook everything that he deserves because the former player in me, I'm just amazed at what this young man has been able to do, that he still, at this age, has the effort and energy to to bring that type of effort to the court every single night. And still compete at that level every single night. And it's been awesome to watch. It's been magnificent. And I hope they get in. Because, you know, I want to see as much of Russell Westbrook as I can. Because I don't want to take him for granted. And when his career is over with, I want to say, you know what? I saw one of the best guards to ever play the game. Because that's what he is. He... he, he, he whether you're a fan of Russell Westbrook or not you got to respect this man's game he brings it he brings the smoke he brings that that type of all effort. of it yeah he all brings it, it every night and he he doesn't care who he's playing against so I love it it's it's been great and to watch his numbers and for you to say it just casually like that I I, I can't I can't can't just say I'm watching a man get a triple double and just be like ah eh. It's just Russell. No, it's just not Russell because we don't know if we'll ever see this again.
1: It's just historic is what it is. It's absolutely absolutely historic and more, Um, you know, and for those who, you know, he answered a question, I think a couple of days ago about uh, Cassidy Hubbard set it up, who does a great job for uh, ESPN. And she's been a guest on some of our other shows and She used to work under Bruce uh, back in the day, and uh, she basically set it up for him to respond to, you know, those who accuse him of of stat stuffing, uh, which is just unbelievable to me. Um, And Johnny L had thrown me this stat earlier in the week. John, if you could put it back up. uh, Russell Westbrook's team record when he gets a triple-double. It's something like, yeah, listen to this record, BJ. Russell Westbrook's career, when he has a triple-double, his team, their record, is 132 and 44. Wow. He has a 75% winning percentage when he gets a triple-double. Like, what more can you say about what that effort? Send send me that stat,
0: Johnny. I'm I'm gonna tweet that out today. That's an incredible stat. Has Has anyone tweeted that out yet? Did you, has anyone uh, seen that? I don't know, but you should. That's you should t- yeah. You got
1: to take it and run with it. You know? I got to run with that. That's an. Yeah, I that's think an we we can make that. A, a, you know, the stat of why don't we start a new? Why don't we start a new segment right now called the Stat of the Week? Something that's well, actually that's a, useful. That's so that'll be your first tweet. My stat of the week for the Pure Hoops right. Podcast with Eric Now in a Rhythm Newman. <laughs> and and Johnny L's rhythm research. New,
0: rhythm, rhythm Newman. Newman. I like that. I like the, I, I, the
1: E Newman. I new like rhythm. that. The E Let the rhythm hit
0: him Let the rhythm hit him the jump it's the
1: jump rope. It's the jump rope. It's the jump rope. Um I also got I also put the grill on the roof. So as soon as you're oh. as soon as you're cleared to come over to
0: uh the Newman oh, estate, look my look second Scott. vax is May tenth. Uh, so I, 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 well, I, as long as it's not vegan burgers, you know, you haven't gone too LA will, on me.
1: Well, I've been, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with my uh, nutritional choices uh, <laughs> offline, but I will make you a outstanding burger that you will, uh, you'll be talking about for uh, the test of time. So I'll put my name on that right now. All right. Um, playoff, uh, before we move off the Wizards, who do they give a tougher time to in the first round, Brooklyn or Philly?
0: I don't think it really matters. I just don't think they have enough firepower. Got to it. Deal with. I would
1: just love to see Westbrook like in Kyrie's face every possession and battling his former teammate Kevin Durant. I think that would be high entertainment. And and then obviously Philadelphia, it, that comes with uh, a certain yeah. Joel Embiid, too.
0: Joel Embiid, and and Ben Simmons, they provide a different set of problems because of their size, their athletic ability. I think everyone, including the Washington Wizards, will have difficult matching up. However, the individual plays that you would see in a Brooklyn versus Washington matchup, you would see Kyrie, you see Russell, you see Kevin Durant, hopefully you'll see James Harden, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. I mean, it'll be an offensive showcase, right? I mean, I may have to take those games just so I can watch those games and hopefully, hopefully it goes seven. But offensively, that would be a fun and exciting series to watch because you know it will be heavily contested. You know there's some energy going on. There's games within the games. There's great guard play. There's great individual play, and offensively, they would get up and down. So, I think from an entertainment value, I want to see Washington versus Brooklyn. Same,
1: same. Uh, Washington beat them in that thriller. 149, 146. Where's the defense, Eric? As your dad would say, you know, didn't play, didn't play a good floor game there. Yeah, where's the floor game? Where's the floor game? (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Playoff race. Um, Nets are one game ahead of the Sixers. Um, They've got the tiebreaker. Two games separate the Knicks at the four and the Heat at the seven with Atlanta and Boston in between. The Suns are one game back of the Jazz, which we've talked about. Um, who knows where the Lakers are going to sit? The Nuggets are one game behind the Clippers for the three seed. There's just so much going on here. Dallas and Portland jockeying for 6-7 for the play-in. Um, what has... Your attention most in terms of all of these postseason races right now, because it seems like every night we have serious standings movement. and every night something major is at stake here, whether it's play-in, whether it's seating. Um, I know I just rattled off a whole bunch of shit, but um, w- what what race right now whether it's a home court race, whether it's the play-in situation, Which one of those things has you most excited as we're uh, less than a month from the NBA playoffs?
0: Well, you know, Eric, there's a lot going on here in the NBA. And one of the things I'm most interested is the health of all of these star players that are currently not playing, right? Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Anthony Davis just returned. Trey Young is out. Ben Simmons just got back a game or two ago. James Harden is out and it's going to have ramifications on these teams at some point here, you know, not having the timing and there's that word again, the rhythm that's necessary to play is, is going to take, it's, it's, it's going to have some effect on the team and the, and the players because we're running out of time as we wind down the NBA season. So Health is a main concern for me. You know, you look at Charlotte, they're missing mellow ball. You know, there are a lot of players that are out. Chicago is trying to get to the playoffs. Zach Levine is out, I believe, due to protocol. Sabonis is out. You know, there's just a lot of players. Donovan Mitchell is out. And, you know, Jamal Murray. So injuries are part of the game. But the star players... You know, which one is going to get back and be able to get back into the fold? We know which one of these players is going to be able to settle, you know, settle in? You know, let's not forget about, you know, the Golden State Warriors. They're still battling there in the West. I think they're in the 10th tenth, the tenth seed as we speak. I mean, we, all, we, all, yeah.
1: we all want the Warriors in a play-in situation. Yeah, we all know, want Orleans, the Warriors in a play-in.
0: And um, so, you know, right now, the thing I'm looking out most is health. You know, who's going to get healthy at the right time and be clicking on all cylinders and make a run at this thing? Because you're going to need, you know, all your players, and you need all your players to be healthy if you're going to make a run at, um, at an NBA title.
1: If you're the Lakers, you're trying to defend your championship, you're, you know, Anthony Davis is back in the lineup, Johnny L, just pull up how many minutes AD has played in the game since he's been back, please. Um, LeBron's not back yet. Obviously, they know what it takes to win a championship. They know what it takes to win on the road. They know the rhythm and and health need to um, converge in order for them to make a deep run. So if you're the Lakers, are you just completely throwing out, paying any attention to seeding at this point? Wherever you land, you land. Even if you're in the play-in, as long as the guys are healthy and they're ready to um, go the distance in the postseason. Anthony Davis you know, played a- 17 minutes his first game back, and he's up to close to 30 the next couple. Just wanted to add that before you answered.
0: Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very dangerous approach. Is to say, it doesn't really matter, but it does matter. Playing as a group, getting that type of connection—they need need the rhythm, right? Yeah, they they, yeah, being connected with your team, but more importantly, being in the proper condition that's necessary to play those extended minutes when once you get into the postseason. You know, it's one thing to play thirty minutes in the regular season, but then. If you, once you get to the playoffs, those minutes are going to get extended. And the games are, you know, you have shorter times to recover. And mm-hmm. they're playing at a higher level. So, you know, I, look, there's, there's only one way to get the proper condition, Eric, and you got to play. So when these guys are missing this many games, and I know they're wonderful athletes, incredible athletes, so forth and so on, But missing time is missing time. And I'm concerned about these players missing this much time that they're not gonna be in the proper condition that's necessary to be able to perform at that level. Because you're gonna be asking these guys to play all above 35 to 38, 40, 48 minutes if necessary. And when you're missing the length of time that many of these players have missed, there's just no way to do it, especially now you're just running out of games to play. So. I'm not sure how this is going to look, but, you know, it'd be great if everyone is healthy, healthy as they can be uh, before the playoffs begin.
1: 36 and 26, one ahead of Dallas in the loss column. Five behind Denver and the Clippers in the loss column. Um, It's interesting, right? Like. I'm sure Utah and Phoenix both want that one seed and to finish first, but they also don't want to face LeBron James and Anthony Davis in a potential second round matchup if LA finishes in that uh, five spot and they're able to move on. So um, yeah, they've got to they've get the guys back and, and have a stretch of games. Let's see, 36 and 26, if my math is correct, is uh, 62 games. They've got 10 to go. So this, uh, this clock is ticking for uh, the Lakers to find their E-new rhythm. So, BJ, it's a little early for um, postseason forecasts. And we've talked about some matchups we want to see. So it's time to, uh, it's time to put you back on the spot again. We're going to play uh, one great story with BJ today. And the <laughs> theme and topic is... Um, a playoff story that you experienced that nobody knows one great playoff story that only you and those who participate in that story know or recall. So nothing that we've seen in last dance, nothing that we've seen elsewhere. What's one great playoff story.
0: Oh, make sure we look this up. I I think I've played in a, I think I can't recall, but I, I remember. I think I played in best of five series.
1: Oh, you did! You played in best of five series your entire I, career.
0: I think first I might have played first in round best of was five. best of five. I think I played in a couple of best of five. I think I, I can't recall if I played in a best of three, but I know I, play, I, I I think I played in a best of five.
1: You did. You did not play in best of three. Best of yeah, three was five. done before you got to Iowa.
0: Yeah, best of five. Um,
1: Okay. I like this. An underrated best of five. What What are we looking yeah, at? Here? You
0: know, the best of five series, it's a different, it's a different mindset because, you know, it's a two, two, one, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I just remember playing in, in those series where it didn't feel, it didn't feel like home court, you know, like, you might have you might have I remember I think we played the Philadelphia 76ers I believe. I think I, I think it was Sixers or Atlanta or I can't remember. In in, in in
1: in well you definitely played in the, the first champion city. in the first championship year, 9091, your second year in the league. Right. You played the Knicks in the first round in 91. You swept them. And in the second round, you beat Philly four games to one, uh, with Charles and uh, oh, so Percy I took, Hawkins. I two,
0: two first, two
1: best of five. Well, your rookie year best of five was against Milwaukee. Your second round that year was against Philadelphia. That was your rookie year. That was nineteen ninety yeah. when you guys. For some reason then... I
0: remember. I just remember the best of five having a a, a total. It was a it was a totally different experience, mm-hmm. and the sense of urgency was heightened playing in the best of five, because if you lost, you know you had to go back. I mean, I, I, I whoever lost first, I thought when it, when they were at it. They, it appeared to be at a, a significant disadvantage, or at least oh, that's how you, I felt sh- about it. Huge,
1: huge. You you swept the Knicks in ninety one.
0: What was that? What was that? 3-1? 3-0.
1: Oh, 3-0. Yeah. and you swept Miami three zero in ninety two.
0: Yeah, it it was just I I remember those best of five had a a, a there was a deep sense of urgency like I I was really heightened. Mm hmm. Your your senses seemed to be heightened playing in those best of five. So I just remember playing in those games and anything could happen. And. You know, normally a game one is a fill out game, but game one, game one, you
1: better, you game one, you better protect home court is what you, that yeah, is.
0: Yeah, and, and and remind me of like the Hagler, Herms first round. You just got to come out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. You got to come out swinging. There isn't no fill out. Like that's the seven. You know, you could fill it out a little bit. You ease into it, but in a game five you know in a five game series you you know so i remember i think it was philadelphia or one of those i just remember how intense those games were but more importantly like you know it almost felt like i guess the the only thing i could compare it to is like the ncaa tournament because you know one game changes the entire series it just changes everything and I just, you know, so that that's what I remember most about the playoffs is that those five game series had a totally different feel than a seven game series. I know it's only two games, but certainly it, it's, for your psyche, it's a it's a totally different experience.
1: You played the Miami Heat in their first ever uh,
0: post season. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. I remember yeah. that, I think I was with Steve Smith and those guys, I can't remember who was on that team, but I don't remember Glenn Steve, Rice, Steve I Smith,
1: Glenn Rice. Rice. Yeah. Ronnie Zykle, Psycho. Um, Brian Shaw was traded to the Heat during that season from the Celtics, Celtics. for Sherman Douglas. Sherman, sure. uh, Oh, wow. And I love Sherm, the general. You know Sherm? You guys have yes, a Yes, I do.
0: A... Yes, yes I do. Yes, I do. Where is Sherm uh, these days? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But Sherman and I were in the same draft same class. So uh, I have I've followed his career. He had a great We got to
1: get Sherm, we got to get Sherm
0: on the show. We got to get him on. We got yeah. to get Sherm on the show. He'll maybe he'll throw us a lot. For sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure.
1: Sherm to Billy yeah, Thompson. Yeah, I
0: remember yeah, I remember going down and, and playing those guys and I just remember it was just it, it, it's just a totally you, different feel. Yeah, you,
1: you're ready? You're ready for the Miami Heat uh, rotation? Grant Long, Glenn yep. Rice, yep. Steve Smith, yep. Cycly Shaw, Yo, that's, Kevin that's Edwards, Keith Askins, yep. yeah. Bimbo
0: Coles, right off the bench. Oh, Are was, was, you yeah, remember that? that yes, yeah. highly Steve, contested. Can games. you
1: can you uh, can you quickly share? This is one of my favorite under like not that his talent was under the radar, but I don't think he ever got the respect. And the shine he deserved considering how good of a player he was. Smitty. And if you're you,
0: Smitty, can you can you talk about how good Steve Smith was? But well, you know, Steve is a Detroit kid, so I follow yep. Steve his entire career. Steve was he was amazing because he was one you know, he was six eight. He had great guard skills, and Smitty played point guard. His yeah, people don't year. realize that. Yeah, I mean, later on, he moved off
1: the ball when he yeah, was playing he with M- Mookie Blaylock, but he played a lot of point. He Incredible a lot
0: understanding of, point. of the game. Like Smitty understood the game, and you know, he grew up in Detroit, so you know he can put the ball in the basket. He could always score, but he was mm-hmm. a he was a six eight point guard, and you know, he did a little bit of this, he did a little bit of that. You know, he had some some knee issues. And it kind of changed his game a little bit, you know. Steve was fairly athletic. It was he wasn't like an incredible athlete, but he was fairly athletic. Dunk on you for sure, and you know he just he just knew how to play. You know he he had a post game clutch. clutch. He had that one little that little move where he would fake. You know he he do that little move. You know, let's give a shout out. I know where that move originated. So there was a guy are in you Missouri, talking about his?
1: Sh- are you talking about his shot fake step through, which he made look so easy because he was yeah. 6'8"? Yeah, I yeah, know the he, move. Yeah, he
0: did that. So that move originated, well, let's give the guy who everyone was trying to imitate. It was a guy in Detroit, Michigan. His name was Fred Cofield. Freddy Cofield. Fred Cofield. And Fred would do that move, and Smitty put his own spin on it. And, you know, obviously, you know, anyone who's played against Smitty, I knew the move was coming, and he, he would get me on it. And it was a great move. And Fred Cofield was like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guard who would do that. And um, so that was, that, was, that, was a, that was a great move. Another move one of your heroes took from Detroit named Terry Durod. He taught a guy. Terry
1: Durod, who was on the
0: 81 Celtics. I know yeah, who that he ta- is. He taught a guy the famous stepback. You know who that you know who that was?
1: Was it another Detroit guy?
0: No, it was a it no. was a Boston Celtic Hall of Fame player. He taught that guy, that's where he got the step back move from. Oh, Larry? Yeah.
1: Terry Durod <laughs> taught Larry the step back.
0: Oh yeah. Johnny L, look that up. Look that up. Terry Durod. Was a 6'2 guard from the University of Detroit. Played for yep. Dickie B, Dick Vitale. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. He gets drafted to the Celtics. Growing up as a kid, I used to go to Callahan Hall, the University of Detroit, to watch those guys. Him, John Long, Terry Tyler. Wow. Earl Curitan, We're all... in Ear- Dick Vitale. Earl the Cure. A Terry d was a yeah. 6'2 shooting guard or he was a guard and he had yep. this move that was famous step back and as the legend goes literally the legend goes that it was unstoppable in boston celtic practices and larry said Hey, sweet dude. That's what we called him. Teach me that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Johnny L, look that up. Look that up. Johnny L, look that up. Look that up. (laughs) Look that up. (laughs) Did Terry pass away? Yeah, Terry just passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why
1: his name is is seemingly so familiar, because I spotted it, and it was on a whole bunch of Celtic blogs, and Johnny L just added uh, the bird uh, from the... Ironically, with Kevin McHale. Bird said yeah. in his NBA TV conversation with Kevin McHale, I got the step back from Terry Durod. Remember a practice when he used to double, <laughs> do double step backs? I thought, man, that works. <laughs> yeah, uh, great. Uh, just, well,
0: uh, I'm just giving it. I'm giving, I'm giving, I love it when I give Austin's oh, Forget, forget fans one great story.
1: Something. You're just dropping yeah. gems everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, so e Terry Durad, rith- the E new rhythm is contagious for you yeah, today. Terry Durad, Terry Durad used to Durad. do
0: this move. So there, there were like moves that you would see, and as a yeah. kid, like you would, like, you know, everyone else was doing like the spin move or whatever. It was a guy that used to play at Detroit St. Cecilia. Anyone that's in Detroit knows, they know that what that means. And he used to do this step back. And we called him not Terry Durod. We called the late Terry Durod Sweet Do. And he wow. did a step back. And Very cool. the story goes this is the story on the playgrounds of Detroit that he taught Larry Legend how to do the step back.
1: That's pretty cool. I'm I'm thinking about how he used to... uh, (laughs) Well, no, I'm thinking about how Larry, because he was so tall, would make it look really easy when he would create space from defenders. But a lot of the time, he was creating that space where he would stride away from the Mm -hmm. defender with the catch and couch it with the outside hand. And before the defender can close, that thing's already up in a shot pocket. That's what Sweet Dew used to do.
0: do. So Sweet Do used to... You know how you would, you would, know how they would tell you to take an L to get yourself open on the wing? Do-Rod would do that in, into his jump shot. Mm. He would just catch it and step back and shoot it. And you were like, what? So everybody would grow up and you would do the Sweet Dude. That's what we called it. And then Smitty would do the, you know, we called it the Freddy Co. That's what it was. Sweet it, 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 Dude and dude. the Freddy Co. Freddy Co. This is epic. Yeah, yeah, this is epic. It's, it's, yeah, so this is so this it's a little Detroit basketball, a little playground basketball that's made it made its way into the NBA under the radar, but that's why we always loved Larry Bird there because he had a little Detroit flavor with him. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> in, in, until until the 87
1: playoffs, so, to, sure. there was a know, lot of bird so, you know, James until-
0: Harden and all those guys. I, I saw literally the step back in the 80s. I didn't yeah. know what it was right obviously right you know there wasn't it wasn't quite it was just you know
1: man so i got a uh, so i have a dilemma that's tied to this conversation yes i i can't um i can't get kevin McHale on the phone how come for kg can't get him on the phone got introduced to him uh, July that's last that's summer odd, it? via phone and he said Eric I, I, I know how much this means to Kevin we had a lot of meaningful time together um, I'm happy to do this we'll figure it out so kept checking in with him and then he you know he spent most of the warm weather months in northern Minnesota he spends his winter in Scottsdale and uh, he doesn't he doesn't respond doesn't respond. He has no idea I'm a diehard Celtics fan. Yeah, he doesn't seem say, like, Kevin. He but, doesn't but, seem like but, Kevin. But I asked Danny Ainge at the end of my interview with Danny, and he just started chuckling. He said, Eric, you're the third person in the last week, week and a half, who's asked me uh, how they can get a hold of Kevin McHale because he just doesn't return correspondence. And I said, do you speak to him? He goes, yeah. I go, Gre- great. So at least I know he's out there. But uh, you know, finishing this film without his voice is—it's uh, not sitting well with me. So um, I don't know the last time you talked to Kevin McHale, but uh,
0: I'm, not I'm, a, I'm
1: I don't. I, I, I may need. I may need the Armstrong heavy hand here. I, uh, basically, I I'm trying anything at this point. I'm
0: trying I anything. You know, I, Kevin and I—we don't speak every week, but um, no. when I have reached out to him. You know, we've been able to com- connect over the years, and yeah. so uh, you know, hope everything is okay. But it sounds like it's okay. But may- maybe, maybe he just didn't get the invitation, Eric.
1: Oh no, he got the invitation. <laughs> oh, he no, he he. We we spoke about it. Um, he just doesn't uh, doesn't seem to want to participate at the moment, which is uh, which is frustrating. But uh, this was uh. This was a nice little episode today, my friend. Uh, Good to be back in rhythm with you. Uh, Next week is uh, potentially up in the air as um, Showtime Basketball is uh, partnering with the Iverson Classic um, in Memphis. So I may or may not make the trip, but I will let you know. And uh, as soon as we clear it with um, uh, security... Uh, I'll be making you uh, a special NBA playoff burger to your liking, uh, and you, you could step you could back. see a step back you, a burger, step back honor, burger. Uh, in honor Woo! of
0: the late great Detroit yes. legend,
1: the step back burger. We are we are, uh, Johnny L. Get this out on Twitter, all right? We are going to create the step back burger. We'll get in into the ingredients of the, we'll of the late
0: great Terry Durod
1: should we so we'll call it the, the the step back burger in memory of Terry D I think that's I, I oh, think sweet that's that's dude. the no, move we, we, we sweet call dude it, okay. y'all
0: called him Terry D. Rob he was Terry when, right. Rob when he went to you the know summit. what
1: you handle the name I'll handle yes. the burger
0: yeah okay. sweet do was yeah we we didn't even know it was a, we didn't even know what it was called we just knew it was the sweet do. <laughs> we knew it was the only one guy that could do that do that so sweet we, dude we, sweet dude
1: Where the bleep is Kevin McHale? I digress. Uh, Great show today, my man, Johnny L. Special thanks to you. My partner, BJ Armstrong. The one and only Bruce Bernstein. Editor, Kristen Woolley. And the entire Pure Hoops Media team. Check out the Mike Wise Show. Dropping each and every Monday with Mike and his esteemed guests. Tuesdays we're out of college season so there'll be a little hiatus coming up but don't forget to check out Full Court with Fisher and Kay Wednesdays Catch and Shoot 2.0 Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin Thursdays Buckets, Boards and Blocks with Monica McNutt King McClure Friday's The Pure Hoops Podcast with BJ Armstrong and yours truly Eric Newman Enjoy the playoff race Enjoy the spring weather Stay healthy, stay safe Stay pure. Peace. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.